Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior and all the analysis right here he's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. So very good evening, Zimbabwe. Manic Monday here on ZFM. I sport the team is here. Mike, my daughter, Alois Bunjira, Chris Meadzi. My name is Barry Manandi. And of course, our producer is Sean Tafiri Nyik. And after the heartbreak of Zimbabwe rugby, Zimbabwe places its heart in the hands of the Chevrons once again. And the Zimbabwe Chevrons, that's our cricket team, opened their campaign of the ICC T20 World Cup Qualifier B uh, with a huge 111-run victory over Singapore at Queen's sports club and hope springs eternal in the international sports news Novak Djokovic says his fourth consecutive Wimbledon win has more significance after he needed time to quote weather the storm following his deportation from Australia in around the world in 60 we have updates from South Africa Sri Lanka and Austria and being a Monday we have the Castle World Football Report and kickoff is in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League where Highlanders coach Jose Brito says he was pleased with how hard his team worked for the win as Borso hammered Manika Diamonds 3-0 at Barberfields yesterday in the Women's Africa Cup of Nations Zambia say they will treat their quarterfinal against Senegal on Wednesday as a final after they advance to the knockout stage to give themselves the opportunity to qualify for the World Cup. And at the Women's Euros, France head coach Karine Diak uh, played down the significance of their 5-1 thumping of Italy in their Group D opener, describing it as only the first of six steps. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. All right, don't forget you can get in touch with us, 0731168045. That's 0731168045. Here's an idea. Why don't you save it in your phone as ZFM Stereo, and you can get in touch with us whenever you want to. This particular time, we want to hear your thoughts as to what's happening in the world of sport chief. Among them, the Zimbabwe Chevrons, our cricket team. I experienced all-rounder Sikanda Raza and Sean Williams smashed entertaining half-centuries as Zimbabwe got off to a winning start with a dominant 100 111-111 run victory over Singapore in their opening ICC Men's T20 World Cup Qualifier B Group A match at Queen's Sports Club today. Raza was named Man of the Match after top scoring with 87 runs from 40 balls while Williams marked his return to international cricket with a fine knock of 53 off 35 as Zimbabwe posted a massive 236 for 5 in their lot of 20 overs. Sima Tendai Chatara led Zimbabwe's bowling effort by 
by claiming three wickets uh, for 15 runs in four overs as Singapore wilted to 127 for five. Let's hear from the man of the match, Sikander Raza. We've put a lot of emphasis. It's not just important for us to start well. It's also important that we finish well and pick up place to Australia. And that remains the only goal. And we remain focused on that. And the only focus was that we want to put a statement out to the rest of the teams that are here for the qualifiers. And I think, alhamdulillah, we've done that pretty well. And, and for a, as a team member, um, I'm pretty pretty pleased and pretty proud. He's been brilliant, to be honest with you. Um, he's brought that uh, sensible, fearless cricket into the squad. He's brought the faith and the confidence that in, in individuals' ability and our focus is a lot more to improve our skills when we're training and not just walk up. So I think the credit goes to every individual as well, but the credit also goes to Zulu, Dave, Stuart, these guys, Sheppy, these guys have been brilliant as well on the field. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice breeze in the change. Of course, we'll not change. We'll, we'll back ourselves and our ability and our skills, but what's done is done. This match is over. Mine and our focus have already shifted to Jersey since it's a very quick turnaround. See. Now, Mike uh, accepted. Shirinong goes off. Yeah. I see. <laughs> you know, you can only beat what's put in front of you. Singapore was in front of us, and we dispatched them with a plum. Um, however, I am pretty encouraged by the aggressive nature with which we approached our task. Yeah, absolutely. We, we always talk about strategy. We always talk about processes. We always talk about methodology. And I think uh, Zimbabwe in this uh, match uh, had the perfect opportunity uh, to show us what they can do. Uh, the coach had talked about the aggressive intent, uh, about Zimbabwe taking a more belligerent approach, especially uh, to the so-called minnows. Uh, and this game, Zimbabwe did exactly that. And it set the tone. And uh, Singapore couldn't live with Zimbabwe. And that's what we need to do when we come up against nations like Singapore. We can't be circumspect. We've got to show them that we are a test nation after all. We have the higher pedigree. We have the better players. And we need to play like it. So it's credit to the senior players that stood up. Craig Irvine, 34 from 16. That set the tone. Regis Jakaba as well. 24 from 12. Yes, he may have gone early. He didn't kick on. He didn't convert. But in terms of the the strike rate... That was important just to give the batsmen that were coming in at first drop, at second drop, at third drop, just the right sort of platform on which they could uh, capitalize. And that's what Sikander Razabat did. Mm. He capitalized on what was a phenomenally fast start uh, by his fellow batsmen. And I'm glad uh, Mike ends on the note of talking about Sikander Raza because, yeah, apart from being man of the match and that uh, great interview after the match, he gave us some <laughs> insight uh, into what they've been focusing on. And, and mm. it stands to reason some of the things he says. He says uh, they focusing on improving in every training session. It seems like an obvious thing, but very often coaches don't focus on whether players are actually improving what they do. Getting the basics right, and it seems like Dave, Dave Houghton, uh, in his first assignment back in the job, uh, seems to be quite emphasizing that very fact. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of Zimbabwean cricket fans have been calling out for, to say, you know what, when we get these new coaches, when someone new comes in, when there's a new structure in place, we want to see the improvement. I don't think it's so much that people want to consistently just see wins but we have to see a progression and I think we've already seen one, it's it's pretty evident Uh, when you take a look at that um, strike rate that Mike was talking about also um, you take a look at Sikanda Raza, um, 8 fours, 5 sixes, that's really dominant batting display from him Williams as well, um, 5 fours and a 6, so when you take a look at that we're seeing our batting performance 
improve and this is just uh, recently after Dave Houghton was appointed previously we've seen a struggle even against sides I think it was Afghanistan most recently where we struggled in our batting but here we can see a very different approach and a much improved performance from the team yeah we're very encouraged uh, by the performance of the lads uh, next up is Jersey Mike uh, again more of the same surely yeah absolutely more of the same and I'm sure Dave Houghton will be encouraging uh, that uh, more of the same let's go in let's go hard uh, let's make sure of course that we also take care of the net run rate yeah. uh, because you never know which way things might end up uh, and uh, so just make sure that you got uh, that net run rate and also just winning big just mm. also just uh, you know uh, just uh, breathes that air of confidence yeah. in and around the squad it just makes sure that the other teams begin to take notice uh, and there's a fear factor that is instilled in the opposition even before they play Zimbabwe we're playing in the comforts of our own conditions yeah. Yeah. Uh, conditions that we are very familiar with and so we should be able to put in uh, the big big performances and remember this was a game in which we lost the toss yeah. uh, at a very grey cloudy Bulawayo um, uh, Sports actually, Club actually this morning on a, on a WhatsApp group you yeah. pointed out that listen it's grey cloudy in, in Bulawayo we should if we win the toss let's put them into bat yes. and uh, have a bowl at them uh, it didn't work out that way we had to face their bowling and uh, we did so quite well I'll yeah we, we, did, we did that very well Barry uh, albeit of course we always need to uh, put in the provisor that this is substandard opposition agreed uh, it would have been a tougher test uh, against a team that we're sort of like uh, nearly uh, measured up to uh, yeah. against uh, it would have been a tougher test but the fact that we were able to sort of like breeze through uh, those conditions is a good thing for Zimbabwe yeah. uh, and the fact that uh, Singapore themselves failed to capitalize uh, on the conditions uh, just puts us uh, in good stead Jersey uh, listen they lost the opening match against the United States of America uh, by eight wickets at the Bulawayo Athletic Club so yeah. uh, that's a team we should put to the sword uh, for me the United States just judging from their recent performances how they played against Namibia ETC they've got a bit about them they are one of the nations that we really need to keep an eye on uh, if we're to qualify for the World Cup yeah and uh, United States are probably the sternest, sternest test in this group uh, however tomorrow it's the turn of Jersey to face the Zimbabwe Chevrons under Davy Houghton it's at the same venue of course that's Queen Sports Club in Wulaio if you're in and around Wulaio the entry is free so you've got no excuse get down to Queens and back our boys Hi my name is Sean Williams Zimbabwe cricket captain you're listening to ZFM Sports Z Let's start your local sports news wrap with some rugby news where Zimbabwe's 15s rugby team, the Sables, ended their Rugby Africa Cup campaign on a disappointing note after going down 20-12 to 12 to Algeria in the third and fourth playoff in France last night. The Sables finished fourth days after bowing out of contention for a place at next year's Rugby World Cup after succumbing to a semi-final defeat to Namibia. The Namibians qualified for the World Cup with a 36-0 win over Kenya in the final. They will host... Fr- they will join hosts France, New Zealand, Italy and Uruguay in Pool A of the tournament next year. Mike, everything seems a little bit disappointing at the moment. The Sables didn't manage to get the job done. But what's more encouraging is the work being done around Zimbabwe rugby. Yes, the Sables failed. But when you take a look at what our development sides are doing, the under-13s, under-18s as well, there is progress still being made. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even uh, the Sables themselves, uh, I'm particularly encouraged because uh, we've closed the gap on Namibia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's there for all to 
see. Uh, what's important, I think, is that we carry on, and I think Alois talked about this last week, that we continue to do the things that we have been doing yeah. uh, to make sure that this is not a one-off, this is not something that we trialed uh, and tried to do in 18 months. But if we continue doing this over the next four years, I have no doubt in my mind that we will qualify for the next World Cup ahead of Namibia because we have closed the gap significantly. Let's head over to some athletics news. Zimbabwe's triple jump sensation Chingetai Mapaya is relishing the opportunity to take on some of the world's best athletes in the sport when he competes at the World Athletics Championships, which run from Saturday until next Sunday in the United States. Mapaya had a forgettable debut at the World Athletics Championship three years ago in Doha after finishing 24th in the field of 33. After working his way back up from heartbreaking injury that saw him miss the Tokyo Olympics to becoming one of the most informed triple jumpers in the world right now. The Zimbabwean athlete is now set to compete in a second global competition after a memorable season in the U.S. collegiate track and field circuit. Finish off with some boxing news. World Boxing Council interim super bantamweight champion Kudakwashi Tekmani Chiwandire is scheduled to depart for Cape Town next week for a month-long training stint in preparation for her mandatory title defense against... Mexican Zulina Munoz, which takes place at the Harare International Conference Center in Harare on the 20th of August. She will travel with her coach and manager Clyde Musonda of Delta Folks Boxing Academy. And once there, she has some sparring sessions lined up against some of the best boxers from the African continent. I know, guys, we got a commercial break coming up, and of course, we want to kick on to the international sports news, but uh, and I thought, you know what, oh. Oh. We, we might as well rescue this guy. <laughs> so, uh, this is Simbarashi Wunganai Anzi Kujambo. Uh, that is Jumbo Mine, I think. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, so as guys, once played in America, others Varkuramba. Please, can you confirm that is from Simba? And we can confirm that, yes. <laughs> Uh, Wayne Rooney, Agatamba, America. Uh, and he played for DC United. DC United. Yeah, yeah exactly. he played for I DC United. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that was after he left Everton. Everton, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Alcohol may be hazardous to health if consumed to excess. The operation of machinery or driving after the consumption of alcohol is not advisable. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18 years. Casa Lager is more than just beer, it's pure liquid gold. Crafted from the finest local ingredients to deliver a taste that is somewhat dry, somewhat bitter, but never sweet. It's the taste that stood the test of time. It all comes together with a castle. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Djokovic Nole says his fourth consecutive Wimbledon win has more significance after he needed time to, quote, weather the storm following his deportation from Australia. Djokovic beat Nick Kyrgios 4-6-6-3-6-4-7-6 to claim his first Grand Slam title since Wimbledon last year. Let's hear from Nole. I mean, obviously, uh, over the moon with the uh, joy and happiness of, of uh, experiencing this moment once again. 
I've said it many times, you know, this tournament is uh, extra special for me because it has been the first tournament that I've ever watched as a kid that got me to to start playing tennis. Um, so I don't I don't take any wins for granted, particularly not in, in Wimbledon. In contrary, actually, it, it feels every time it feels a bit different, um, especially in its own way. Of course, having family and close people in my life here to share this victory with them it was uh, was beautiful it was beautiful but uh, two very disliked characters in tennis mike yeah and not, uh, not, not popular <laughs> not, not at all popular not popular at all uh, but ultimately there had to be a winner the winner was nole and uh, fair credit too no i don't think it was ever in doubt uh, i think once rafael nadal sort of like pulled out uh, with that uh, abdominal strain uh, it was difficult to see curious uh, for all his uh, listen ability he does have ability he does he's yeah. a very good player uh, but uh, it was very difficult to see him beat uh, djokovic at wimbledon i don't think he's from the same draw uh, as, um, as as Novak Djokovic in terms of just ability yeah. uh, and so he was always going to lose uh, I always felt that he was going to give it a stab and he did he, he did give it a stab he kept it uh, very competitive for long periods yeah. uh, of this tennis match but you always you know you could always see that Djokovic had an edge yeah. uh, over Kyrgios yeah and uh, that, that edge uh, is perhaps demonstrated in uh, Djokovic's ability to wear down his opponents yeah. and I think Kyrgios uh, fell foul of this because when you look at the stats uh, in, in terms of the ace count uh, Kyrgios 30 aces doubled the amount that Djokovic mm. uh, managed to get but it's Djokovic's returning ability yeah. and his attritional ability that then saw him over the line. Especially that attritional ability. Um, I think when you're taking a look at any match against Djokovic no matter how deep it goes he's got absolute nerves of steel which is something I don't think Kyrgios has managed to get around to acquiring yet because just in terms of managing his own emotions and managing his focus on the game I think there were periods where Kyrgios dropped a couple of games just because he wasn't focused he was more you know attentive to the crowd yes there were people who were you know causing some disruptions but I think the way he he, he failed to manage himself and his emotions during this game <laughs> but, 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 but I feel if that, that's him uh-huh. That's him. That's he, him, he, but it cost him, he, he, it cost him he, the game. That's his age, that, isn't That's it? what wins him games as well. He's, he never changes. That's him. Whether he's playing Djokovic or whether he's playing a guy who's ranked number 103. Uh-huh. Uh, that's always been curious. He's, he's always, he's always, always picking fights with the uh, umpire. He's always mm. picking fights with people in the crowd. He's always got something to say yeah. about, about someone. So sometimes you wonder... Can he drop that and mm. still maintain his edge? His because edge. he's almost like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. That air of arrogance that, yes. uh, you know, yeah. uh, or your Cantona or your Roy Keane. They always had that, you know, nasty side to yes, them. Yes, yes. Uh, and if they drop that from their game, would they be the same player? They, 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 you'd think to yourself they probably wouldn't. And I'm reminded of, of uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic when uh, AC Milan won the title this time. He probably got the... He owned the celebrations. He owned the state. <laughs> 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 contributed. <laughs> like, what, eight games? He was the boss in the dressing room, uh, giving the victory speech and yes. everything, you know. But because that's just in, in, in character. So sometimes you wonder, you know what? Does he lose an edge, yeah. uh, or 
you know what, would he then focus more? You know, it's 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 a mystery. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's mystery. a mystery, and and I think it's a mystery that we'll never get an answer to because I think he's going to be like this until he's yeah. retiring a day. Like but John McEnroe, yes, would John yeah, McEnroe have been yeah. in the, the same? Because they, it's it's similar stuff, isn't it's it? It's similar you know? stuff, exactly. Yelling and uh, all sorts, uh, disputing every call and all sorts, uh, but. The story is that Djokovic goes to 21 Grand Slams. He's now one behind uh, Rafael Nadal. Rafael Nadal cruelly uh, pulling out of uh, this this tournament. It would be great to see. We would have probably seen uh, a Nadal Djokovic final, and Kyrgios would have probably not made it to the final. Uh, but it would have at least uh, given us uh, uh, more more insights into who's who in the zoo. I think it's setting up nicely for the end of the year for the US Open. For the US Open uh, yeah. Because oddly enough, uh, Rafa has got a better record uh, yeah. than uh, Nole uh, at the US Open. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. won more there. Uh, he invariably does better uh, at the US Open. So it's setting us up nicely uh, for the possibility of. 22-22 yes. by the end of the year, meaning that we get into 2023 mm. uh, with two guys who are level as far as the Grand Slams are concerned, or giving Rafa an opportunity to pull, to pull uh, one further, further away. away. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's set up quite nicely. There's all to play for at the US Open, so there's going to be massive interest around uh, Flushing Meadows. Flushing Meadows, indeed. But before we get to the hard courts of Flushing Meadows, let's finish what we need to do on grass. Let's go to the la- lady side of the draw where Elena Rybakina was the victor. She is a new name, a new champion. What a turnaround in this final. No dream realized for Ron Jabbar and for all those who follow her, but Yelena Rybaikina. She's done it the hard way, coming from behind, but doing it in style as well. Z. Elena Rybakina. Okay. Sean became the first player from Kazakhstan to win a Grand Slam title as she fought back uh, from a set down to beat Ons Jobet uh, in the Wimbledon final on Saturday. A 23-year-old who switched nationality from Russia to Kazakhstan in 2018 neutralized her opponent's trademark intervention to clinch a 3-6-6-2-6-2 win and deny Jobet history as the first woman of African or Arab descent to be crowned a major champion. Let's hear from the new Wimbledon champion, Elena I can't believe still and uh, maybe one day in a few days I sit down and I realize what I did but for now I'm super proud of myself and uh, of course of my team and everybody who worked with me uh, it's been tough but uh, I think we made it all together See. All right, now, Rybakina broke Jobet uh, in the opening game of the second and third set before rescuing three break points and sealing the double break in the decider to serve out for the match. It's very sad for Ange Jobet, but we'll, we'll talk about her in a minute. Uh, Elena Rybakina, new name on the trophy, and uh, on the women's side of the door, hardly surprising, is it? Hardly surprising. I think we, we get new champions every so often. Here's another one. Um, she's the youngest women's finalist at the All England Club that was since Gabina Muguruza in 2015 so I think landmark moment for her and hopefully we see more wins 
more consistent wins, which is what we hope for whenever there's a new name that pops up, is we want to see more consistent wins. Yeah, and uh, listen, uh, in truth, uh, congratulations to Herbert said for Angevay. Uh, good tournament, and the hope is that she'll kick on from here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what we've been saying for every woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not like a, <laughs> Sachan, yes. Every woman that makes the final or wins the tournament. name here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we always say we hope they can kick on, and we do hope. I mean, uh, she was flying the flag uh, for Africa, uh, for, for North Africa. It would be a good one. It would be a good uh, little story, you know, to have an African champion at Wimbledon. She did give it a snap, uh, yeah. to be fair, uh, you know, winning that uh, first uh, set. Uh, and having won the first step, uh, first set, you know, you would have thought that she could have been at least, uh, you know, braver to try and go all out to try and clinch one of the remaining two. But it wasn't to be. Uh, and so you feel for her. Can she return to the stage again? In mm. the future, you wonder. You wonder. Yeah, especially with blown maybe, opportunity for me. Yeah, blown opportunity. When you get there, you might as well try your damnedest to win it. All right, we're going around the world in 60. As we said, we've got updates from Austria, Sri Lanka, but first, South Africa. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Rowenka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to ZFM Stereo, Sport, and a whole lot more. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We kick off in South Africa where Wales captain Dan Bigger feels the 2023 Rugby World Cup will be a much level play will be very much a level playing field after a triumphant weekend for the Northern Hemisphere nations. Bigger and his Welsh teammates ended 58 years of hurt on South African soil on Saturday by defeating the world champions 13-12 to in Bloemfontein. Elsewhere, Ireland recorded their first victory against the All Blacks in New Zealand, winning 23-12. to England beat Australia 25-17 to in Brisbane, and Scotland saw off Argentina 29-6 to away from home. We'll head over to Sri Lanka where Dinesh Chandima maiden double century and a match haul of 12 wickets by debutant Prabhat Jayasuriya led Sri Lanka to an innings and 39 run thrashing of Australia in the second test. Chandimal made an unbeaten 206 in Sri Lanka's 554 all out as the host managed a first innings lead of 190 in goal. Jayasuriya then took six wickets to help dismiss Australia for 151 in the final session on day four as the host bounced back from the opening loss to end the series at one all. A touchdown in Austria where Charles Leclerc overtook Max Verstappen three times on track for a brilliant and long overdue win at the Austrian Grand Prix with Lewis Hamilton third as Ferrari's celebratory mood was dented by Carlos Sainz's dramatic engine fire. Leclerc had gone seven races without victory but was dominant driver in yesterday's engrossing Grand Prix passing Verstappen early on and then after the first and second stop to surge ahead. We're going to get into that one but only on tomorrow's show. It's probably Brought to you by Zamoko. Everyone knows the hits. Get in touch uh, with us uh, with your messages. Uh, Wayne, uh, where FC Platinum from Tara says that Anzi Platinum Yayend are doing good. I was happy because Tanex won. I want them to stay in the league. So he's got a second team. Uh, and Tanex uh, showing a bit of bite, Baz. 
Wayne, where FC Platinum? You left me at there. <laughs> Anyone who identifies as FC Platinum, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Shucks, you must... Uh, you're, you're there are going to be a few out there. Uh, Chris, it's going to uh, happen, guys. With, Come with, on. With, with, with FC Platinum dominating the league yeah. Yeah. for the last uh, five, six years. Fair enough. Yeah. They've recruited some yeah. fans. And yes. also, bear in mind, the older teams have older supporters. I wonder how old this person is who's just sent us their message. Likelihood is they're young and they identify with FC Platinum. Well, his name is Wayne. So I'm, I'm counting on the fact that he's a young guy and also has two teams, which is very impressive. Uh, Samu says that uh, once again Namibia has disappointed World Rugby by qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, I think he's, he's talking conspiracy theories. Yeah, uh, World Rugby wanted Kenya to go. Mm. Uh, they protected it from Zimbabwe by giving it an easier route to the final. No, no. Uh, having an all-black African team at World Cup is their dream. Uh, that's his theory. No, we weren't protected. That's simply because uh, we we were not ready. Yeah. Uh, higher than Kenya at the time. And so Kenya was at the, the other side of the draw. Yes. That's what they consider. Uh, and so that, that, that was for them. They were, we, we were taking different routes. Yeah. It was, uh, it was not about protecting us. Okay. So what would have happened uh, if Zimbabwe had gone to the final versus Namibia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a nil-sum game. Um, and, and in truth, I don't think World Rugby is trying to machine. Nah. They, they quite frankly don't even care. They don't about care. The African qualifiers. Uh, 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 case in point. We played them in France. That's how much they care about our, the African qualifiers. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. But I, th- I think that's a beautiful sport, you know, because it always brings about lots and lots of uh, discussion. Good evening, uh, my favorite sports team. It's Kuzanai. I don't want to say much about the Chevron's win today, but I want to repeat what was once said by Alois Anzi. Chese Chaiswambiri Kwaku Iwe Rova Chete. Mm-hmm. Quotes. Uh, yeah, quotes. Uh, and that's it. I what mean, year is that quote? 2018. <laughs> good evening, guys. As, as group Ratiri Cricket, Dere Shiri Jete. I wonder, Captain John Kambarami in Lenny. <laughs> your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. Barcelona Premier Soccer League, La Liga, Serie A, the English Premier League, the Bundesliga. It all comes together with the Castle on the Castle Lager World Football Report. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Highlanders are hogging all the headlines for the right reasons in recent times and their coach Jose Brito says he was pleased with how hard his team worked uh, and fought for their win as Borso hammered Manika Diamonds 3-0 at Emakumeni yesterday. The home side's three goals were delivered by central defender Peter Mudua, Stanley Ngala and Godfrey Makarose. Let's hear from former Highlanders vice chairman Morden Nguenya who speaks on the upturn in fortunes at Borso and what it's done to give the mood in Bulawayo a lift. Bula has vibrated in the song and dance because of our massive win of uh, Manika Diamonds. I think they're in the top four. And uh, the fact that uh, we outwitted them, we outran them, we outfought them uh, means a lot. 
to the progress that we have made ever since Brito came into uh, power in the Highlanders uh, coaching department. Yes, uh, you see the, the team is now playing scintillating, fascinating, exciting football. You can tell from the structure of the team uh, that uh, the philosophy uh, that uh, Brito is trying to teach our boys is coming out right. You see, we didn't expect an immediate impact. Uh, we expected it to be gradual, but uh, the, the the players are grasping his philosophy very fast. Yeah, I want to thank him, and he's loved by the supporters. The supporters love him a lot uh, because he's dedicated to his... Uh, uh, job and uh, you can tell that he's a man who has got uh, the aptitude uh, uh, he has got the skill uh, to coach the Islanders team which is one of the biggest teams in the country the oldest and uh, we are slowly getting back to where we should be as one of the biggest teams in the country you know when Islanders sneezes and Ulaya Ulaya catches a flu and right now because Islanders won even the grandmas and the grandpapas in Ulaya suburbs are happy even those uh, old people that is, have never set foot at BF, they always uh, enjoy it when Highlanders wins at Barbara Stadium. You know, coming uh, to Barbara Stadium when Highlanders is playing well like this is very therapeutic. It's uh, medicinal and soothing. And uh, all, I want, all I want to tell you, Mike, is uh, Highlanders is on song right now and... Uh, Yes, it's work in progress, but uh, what's, what what brings us joy uh, as to the Islanders family is that uh, the progress has come very fast and uh, the impact is immediate, it's not gradual. Well, he says the impact has been almost immediate, Alois. Uh, that's uh, Modern Gwenya, the former Highlanders vice chairman, uh, speaking about the upturn in fortunes at Highlanders and also uh, emphasizing, you know, the importance uh, of Highlanders to the mood in Bulawayo. You know, he says that when Highlanders uh, catches a cold, uh, Bulawayo sneezes. And so conversely, when Highlanders is doing well, uh, Bulawayo is rocking. Yeah, uh, very true. You know, as for, for progress, uh, immediate progress, I am not surprised at all because you've always said that talent is undoubted at, at Highlanders. You know, they are good players there and uh, they were not just being coached well, you know, well enough or the coach was not piecing up these uh, players together. But now there is a coach who has actually found a formula. You know, you can actually feel even more than when they is excited, not about the win. He's excited about the game. You know, entertainment is back. They were entertained. You can feel that he felt he was entertained by the play, not by the win. You know, the win will always come. Entertain and win. That's, uh, that's actually a very good combination, which is actually exciting even for some of us for all the way here in Arari we know that if Highlanders is doing well in this league you know it galvanizes everything else football in, in the country so we want Highlanders to do well and it's even long back when we were playing I don't think that they were sneezing and making anyone catch a flu about five games ten, ten games ago I don't think they were doing that because I think people were now despondent. But now they are doing that and that used to happen many years ago. It used to be very scary. 
you know, to go to Blauai, you would know that, guys, this weekend is Blauai. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You arrive in Blauai, you feel like you're in a different country. All together is the atmosphere, even at the hotel. The workers, the waitresses, the waiters, they are all talking about the game. And you <laughs> feel that you're like, oh, you're yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my God, here we in the street, at well, the train wait. station, at the at the uh, Bamsika. E- e- everyone will be talking about the game. I want to bring Chris in here, Chris, because fans invariably vote with your feet. Absolutely. Uh, and and what we are seeing at Barber Fields is we are beginning to see the big crowds yeah. come back. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. a lot of videos and pictures circulating on social media that are showing uh, a full Soweto and uh, they're showing uh, the the stadium. You know, uh, patronized very well mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think if Highlanders continues to win we should be expecting a sold out Barberfield Stadium uh, anytime soon yeah, fantastic fantastic work being done first of all on the field which is what attracts these crowds I don't think anyone is leaving their home on a cold cloudy Sunday afternoon to go and watch a, a game that's not particularly exciting I think the brand of football that is being played at Highlanders at the moment is what's making these crowds is, is what's attracting the crowds and when you see those pictures of the full stadiums. Guess what? Bulawayo is actually one of the few places, I don't think even out um, at Mandava, they're getting full stadiums. I think Bulawayo is the only place where we started to actually see closer and closer to a full stadium. And fingers crossed it's going to happen much sooner because of the type of football that's being played. It's exciting and it's drawing crowds. Brass Tuzer says, I want to agree with uh, modern statement. And every time Boso loses, Bulawayo goes to sleep early. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Because guys will be disappointed. But Barry, uh, I want us, of course, to talk about uh, upcoming young players. Uh, and Highlanders, of course, um, have recently showcased uh, one of the youngest players in the league at the moment and one of the youngest players to break through uh, to our top flight in uh, recent times. And, of course, uh, that is a 16-year-old attacking midfielder, Prince Nglovo. We also heard from Modern Nguenya about this player who was recently promoted to the first team. There was also a refreshing difference uh, in the Highlanders team where we saw an introduction of one of the youngest players, rather the youngest player um, uh, after Peter Nlovu. Yeah, and this is uh, Prince Nlovu. I think the DNA uh, DNA of Nlovu's uh, is just football, 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 and uh, brilliant football for that matter. Yeah, the young man could have scored with uh, his first touch, uh, but Lady Like was not on his side. He missed by a few inches, and then he dribbled past a defender who is probably uh, twice his age. Passed to his player, a fellow uh, player, moved into space. The ball was returned to him and then he missed by a few inches. It could have been a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant debut for the young man. Um, but uh, watch this young man. Watch this young man. He may not be a Peter Lovu in the making, but he's definitely a three-quarter uh, fraction of Peter Lovu. 
Uh, modern uh, Nguenya, of course, uh, talking about uh, Prince Ndlovu. And Barry, you've been an advocate of renewal uh, in Zimbabwe football. Yes. And uh, one of the ways that Zimbabwean football needs to be renewed is by lowering the age of our athletes in our top flight. Mm. And the only way we can do that is by blooding in youngsters. And now we're seeing evidence of it. At albeit at a minuscule level, yeah. you know, but there are some green shoots now at different clubs. And the good thing about it is all these players that are being introduced are performing. They're, mm. they're, they're performing and, and uh, that, that's what's important. I think um, le- let's not be fixated with the age of the player because mm. my honest conviction and belief is that if you're good enough, you're old enough. So if the kid could be 15 years old. If mm. he's good enough, look, put him in the, in, in, in the first team. Let him play. And so I love the fact that you've got a Prince Lovu coming coming on and uh, being introduced by a coach who's, who's got fresh eyes. He's, he's got no allegiances, no ears, no... He, he's coming in and seeing this player and saying, that kid can play in my team, puts him on and he does a job. So I think these players coming through, I mean, you look at the, the kids that are playing out uh, for FC Platinum, the Panasham Timbanyokas, Oscar Bebe. Oscar Bebe, love that mm. player in midfield. Uh, Tando Nguenya, uh, who's, of course, a striker already, hit the back of the net a couple of times. Hagai Magaya, and then, of course, uh, Kelvin Mangiza, all being uh, blooded into that FC Platinum. And who would have thought the FC Platinum uh, lineup would have so many kids Mm. coming through? Uh, we used to talk about FC Platinum's uh, passing game, that it was slow yes. and that it was pedantic, yep. Alois. But now mm. they've quickened it up. And I believe one of the reasons why they've quickened it up is because they've brought in these youngsters energy. that Barry has just mm. rattled up, who have the energy and who, of course, have got the enthusiasm to get forward and who are doing things a lot faster than your older players. Yes, uh, definitely, Mike. When you look at the FC Platinum, uh, bigger, bigger guys, the older players, you know, sometimes they want to conserve energy, they mm. want to save energy, they don't want to run. So obviously, obviously, so that the play becomes faster, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So they've got the energy, they, they've got the speed. So that's why you can actually see they're being taught. I think they're still being coached the same way, mm-hmm. but these boys are doing it but, but they're just Much able to quicker. execute. Yes. And uh, Anne Chucks in Glenview agrees with that. He says, I'm starting to like the introduction of youngsters in our football. It brings a lot of pace and new ways in our yep. game. It's refreshing. And of course, we've talked about the horde at FC Platinum <laughs> of youngsters uh, after the champions uh, pressed uh, the reset button. Look at them. Five points clear at the top of the league. Dynamos, of course, Bill Antonio. He's been getting a lot of mileage. Uh, but there's also the 18-year-old Junior Makunike. And then at Wawa, one Kalem English Brown, yeah. uh, Chris. Uh, you know, we don't get uh, a lot of white players <laughs> yes. in our yes. league. Mm. Uh, you know, you have to go back perhaps, what is it, 15 years yeah. uh, when the Hi- uh, Highlanders had a couple of players yeah. uh, who mm. are Andrew from the Shoe. United States. Uh, Andrew <laughs> Shu and uh, what is the other guy? Uh, Kelly Jacobson. Kelly yeah. Jacobson. Uh, yeah. At Highlanders, that was at the turn of the century, actually. That's like all of 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got this young Calum English Brown. He isn't just a mascot. The boy can actually play. <laughs> he can actually play. And what's unfortunate sometimes, I think, about our football is that we don't get enough broadcasts so that we see players mm. like this. And they yeah. get We're just getting little clips on yeah, social media. Yeah, we're getting little clips on social media, which I don't think do him justice yeah. at all. I think, first of all, just for you to cut it at Wawa, you must be doing something right. And I think from here, he's probably going to get picked up by a bigger club very soon. And Wawa's also got uh, some younger players as well, the Mapua brothers, um, Debella, 20 years Debella old. Debella was at Go. 
Golden Eagles. Washington as well. Um, Jaden Barake as well. And I think another team, and I think Alois was pointing this out when we were, you know, having a bit of a go at Benjani, that he's yeah, also blooding in these youngsters. Um, Tapiwa Mandi, Mandi Nyenga, um, Walter Vua, Tinotenda, Murasiranwa, Leslie Kashtigu. When you take a look at that horde as well, mm. at another side, just given the type of football that Benjani wants to play, I think we're going to be getting a lot more of these youngsters. And it, it's, it works better when we have more teams moving in the same direction, yeah, I think. Chris says the type of football that Benjani wants to play. That's the million dollar question. What is the type of football that Ngezi Platinum Stars wants to play? We will be having a big discussion on tomorrow's show on whether Ngezi Platinum Stars are making any progress under their coach Benjanu Maruwaru. We can call him new. But he's no longer new. He's had a run of games now in the team. So don't miss tomorrow's edition of the show. Coming on the back of Ngezi Platinum Stars. Being thumped by Herentos 3-0 at the National Sports Stadium. A week after they drew with the Highlanders uh, at the Bayerberg Stadium. Mm. So the results are up and down. It doesn't matter what the type or the caliber of opposition is right now. The Ngezi Platinum Stars is playing. Let's give you the rest of the results that came out of Match Day 20. Yada and Harare City, a one-all draw. Bulawa, your city winning. They beat Wawa 3-1 at Barberfields Stadium. Dimbare. Another game, another defeat. 1-0, Barry. Surely, Twanderai stands and Diraya. The fat lady is warming up in the wings right now. Yeah, she's probably clearing her throat, you know, uh, eating those lozenges, uh, getting ready to <laughs> sing because, shucks. Uh, it's, it's so unfortunate. I, I love young coaches. I love young coaches to, to stay in jobs, but uh, this is Clearly becoming more working. and more difficult to see continuing. Uh, I, I would have thought... I actually thought by now there might have been an announcement, uh, but it hasn't they've, 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 they've tried to hold faith with him nope. uh, and stick with him. But yeah. shucks, it's getting nope. hard. Yeah, the it's problem, getting hard. Uh, the problem is, where do they look to? Yeah, who, you see, that's the problem. Apparently, ma, ma, ma again. There, there's a rumor that Mablanyo all over again. That's that's the only way Zimbabwe, unless they go the di- Highlanders the, the route, Highlanders route yes, and yeah. say, let's get a foreign coach. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen because from the hope of winning the league championship to now sitting eight points behind FC Platinum. It's all turned around in the twink, in, in the blink of an eye. Uh, rest of your results, rentals, like we said, thumping Gezi Platinum stars. FC Platinum, 1-0 victors versus Bulawayo Chiefs at Mandava. Caps United, Chris, goalless draw. <laughs> it's now two matches without defeat and that can only be seen in a positive light. Yeah, we have to see it in a positive light, I think, for the sake of Caps United and Alois Bunjira. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah, he didn't lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think what you want is to continue the momentum. Four points in the last six yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four points in the last six minutes. Stats don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> beating Chicken in. Chris, Chicken in looked good for so long mm-hmm. and now just like Dimbare, they just seem well, not as bad as Dimbare, but they just seem to be losing points now at a crucial time. Yeah, and this is the most critical part of the league uh, season is you have to pick up the points on the back end as well. Starting well doesn't matter if you don't finish well. Uh, absolutely. ZPC Kariba and Triangle Goalless draw at Gibo. And of course, Highlanders with a thumping 3 0 victory over Manika Diamonds. What does it do as far as the log standings are concerned after match day 20? 
FC Platinum lead the way with 43 points. Five points adrift in second place is chicken in on 38. Dynamos are now eight points behind FC Platinum and three points behind chicken in. They have got 35 points in third place. Manika Diamonds are in fourth place on 32. Triangle in fifth on 31. Highland is the biggest movers. They're up to sixth place on 30 points. Same points as Black Rhinos and Herentals, but Highlanders have got a superior goal difference. And if you're looking for Caps United, they are floating above the relegation zone. They've got 21 points in 13th place, which is, of course, uh, just uh, two points above Harare City, who occupy the fourth and final place as far as relegation is concerned. The rest of the teams in that relegation dogfight, ZPC, Kariba, Bulawayo City, and bringing up the rear is Wawa. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba. My tour is Super Striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Right, uh, quick updates uh, from uh, Africa as well as Europe as far as uh, the women's tourneys are concerned. Uh, starting with uh, women's AFCON. Uh, results from uh, over the weekend, Morocco beating Senegal 1-0. Bekita Faso in Uganda playing out a 2-0 draw. In Group B, Cameroon beat Tunisia 2-0. In Group C, Nigeria thumped Burundi 4-0, while South Africa beat Botswana 1-0. Your quarter-final lineup has been decided. Zambia, uh, Shipolo Polo will take on Senegal. Morocco will take on Botswana. Guys, we ruled Botswana out of the running. Mm, there we are. It's the quarterfinals. <laughs> it's Cameroon versus Nigeria in a blockbuster and then South Africa taking on Tunisia. Let's quickly go to Europe and of course France. They put on a show last night thumping Italy 5-1. What a game. What a performance. And of course, uh, they'll be one of the teams to beat. There were other thumping wins for Spain who beat Finland 4-1 in Group B and Germany, who beat Denmark 4-0. And very Germany, looking ruthless, a machine. They play with intensity. They do. Uh, big intensity, but they know when to apply it. They, they, they're very patient in their build-up. A marvel to watch. If you want to see uh, a refined, good football, I think Germany is the, the team to watch. They'll be there or thereabouts in the final shake-up. Belgium and Iceland one all draw. Tonight's action right now, Austria is taking on Northern Ireland and uh, Austria are leading uh, 1-0 courtesy of a 19th minute goal by Schittel. Uh, I hope I pronounced that uh, correctly. Uh, and uh, let's leave it right there. And later on tonight, Chris, England takes on Norway. Not an easy game, this one uh, for England, yeah. but it's a game that they have to win against a Norway side that's capable of beating the best. Yeah, 100%. You have to literally, like we talked about right at the beginning of the show you have to beat what's put in front of you and England I think if they want to make a marker they have to beat Norway absolutely well it's 7 o'clock it's time for us to bid you farewell Schittel has put Austria into the lead and perhaps on that note Barry a toilet break in order <laughs> probably may God richly bless you that's my story and I'm sticking to it Manandi out <laughs> uh, Messi the cleanest that clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world 
on any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Muddled, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.